I'm Gary. I'm Clark. And this is the Red Cedar Rundown. The self-proclaimed number one MSU football and basketball fan podcast. On this week's episode, it's our rivalry edition part two. We quickly look back at last week's events, but we'll focus mainly on the colossal matchup this Saturday in East Lansing. Send us your comments, and we'll be sure to read them on the show. Clarky, I'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna need a beer to start this one off, Gare. Uh, Especially if we're gonna start talking about the IU game. Oh man, I don't know if we're, yeah, I guess we can start there. But 25th episode of the Red Cedar Rundown, and it's a good one. It's a big one. It's a big episode. Big game this. Saturday. Quite possibly the biggest game. Definitely the biggest game of the season thus far. Without a doubt. Big Ten Championship. Up for grabs. Big Thank Ten you, Championship. Minnesota. Thank you, Minnesota. Thank you, Minnesota. Yeah, I definitely want to send the Gopher program a, a present or a gift of some, yeah. some kind. We definitely respect the Gophers, at least for <laughs> the other night. We really appreciate it. Because nobody likes seeing Purdue win an outright Big Ten title. God. Doesn't even... Yeah, that would have been the worst. But it's not going to happen. The number one seed in the Big Ten tournament is up for grabs Saturday night. Senior day. Last game of the season. Got your rivals coming into you. Can't hold anything back. No. Put it all out there. Leave it all on the floor. Run Winston to the ground for all I care. 40 minutes. No, he's got to do another 40 because Lawyer sure as hell cannot play one minute. He's going to have a five day rest because the next game w- earliest would be friday perfect so yeah we automatically have a double buy i'm assuming for the big 10 tournament yep it's uh pretty much us purdue and michigan and the winner of our game gets the number one seed no matter what so excellent um yeah a lot of, a lot at stake here yeah and it would be even and we'll actually know if we're playing for an outright Big Ten championship going into the game, because oh, yeah. the Purdue game is before the Michigan State game. They play Northwestern. I think they'll probably smack yeah, Northwestern, them. Northwestern, hey. St- yeah, hey. They, they lost to Minnesota? Yeah. They, Northwestern yeah. could do the same? Yeah. Northwestern beat Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State's not the same team as they were earlier without uh, Wesson in, but... Oh, Wesson's out? Yeah. He got injured? Yeah. Is he done for the year? No, he, no, yeah, get, he, he suspended, suspended for, uh, that's right, violation of team rules. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, Northwestern, I'm pretty sure, took Ohio State the woodshed last night, so. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, good. So then they're riding high, mm-hmm. Purdue's riding low. Mm-hmm. I need another uh, another seven for 31 night from uh, Carson Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Can we throw him out of the discussion for Big Ten Player of the Year? Disqualified can't believe he made the, he's a finalist for the Naismith Award. Get him out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. It's pretty. I mean, well, there's. I think there's a question directly related to Cassius Winston's Big Ten Player of the Year hopes, but we'll get into that later. But lot to cover here. Um, a lot of events have taken place since our last podcast. Yes, <laughs> including a surprising loss and a season sweep <laughs> from Indiana. Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, how disappointing. How does that happen? We were in control of the game the it was, entire time. It, it was, was the same. You, you texted us, the whole group. You're like, this is the exact same game as last time. It was. We had a lead. We It seemed like we were going to take control of the game at any moment moment completely. We would go up by eight, and then they'd come down yeah. and just hit a three. Yep. We could never pull away. Yeah, and that was a risky thing. I think that Izzo even said they kind of backed off the three 
uh, because just playing percentages because sure. Indiana's terrible it's from chan- three yeah, points. Took their chances and it bit us. Backfired. In the ass. Yep. Bad. It's okay. Mm. Not all is lost. Well, I thought all was lost when we lost that game. It was. It was a dark time. You know. It yep. was. I was like, well, Purdue just won the Big Ten title. Not so fast, my friend. To quote Lee Corso. Yeah. Things turned around quickly, and Purdue, uh, you bottlers. But real you quick, uh, regarding Indiana, I have to address this, of course. Firmly on hmm. the bubble. I, Firmly I'm not on the bubble. Prepared to Next agree with. Next four out, according to Lenardi, in his yeah, latest you're, latest you're bracketology. Jerry Palm and Joe Lenardi, your buddies. Hey. Gary's are now our resident bracketologist well, on the I'm podcast. Just pretty, if I, I, if I'm going to quote Clark here from last episode, the only way Indiana's getting in the tournament if they win the Big Ten tournament. That's the only way. I still think that if they win their next two games, mark them in. Mark them in. Come on now. Six quad one wins, two over Michigan State, fourteen losses, six and twelve in conference. The bubble is weak. I said it last week. It is pretty weak. So you can thank Clark and our good friend Burge in Chicago. Here's the thing. I kind of have been wondering this. I know Burge and some other Spartans have been wondering this. Were you rooting for Indiana, Gary? <laughs> I was not rooting for Indiana whatsoever. Your turncoat? No. Okay. You guys brought this upon yourselves. You had to call me out. I mean, and make I don't want to say I'm blaming you for the loss, but I'm directly you, blaming you for the loss. I know. And I took some heat after the game as well. I would say that that he probably deservedly so. Not well deserved. We did all get good and drunk that night, didn't we? We we drowned our sorrows. A little too drunk, but shout out to Boss. He's getting married. (laughs) Boss getting married. Boss is getting married. Congrats, (laughs) Boss. But yeah, no. Our immediate my immediate thought after that game was our title hopes are done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we shot 55% from the floor in that game and still lost. Well, what was it again? 14 turnovers. O- offensive rebounds. Oh, again. my God, man. 15 offensive rebounds for Indiana. Yep. Unacceptable. So unacceptable, man. But you you live and you learn. You move on. And boy, did we move on. Should right. we jump right into the Nebraska game, Yeah, Barry? sure. Why not? I was in attendance. Thanks to Gary, who was out of town. Generously providing me and my father <laughs> his, choice. his seats. They were really good seats. We were three rows behind the uh, alumni is zone. Who shout out to the alumni is zone for a bunch of thirty, forty, and fifty year old people. They really brought it. They really brought it. I was a little bit more impressed with them than the regular is zone this wow. season when I saw them. Not trying to call out the student section, but they better be good and drunk and loud as shit come Saturday night. Yeah, they better be. <laughs> Obnoxious. It is interesting because this was spring break week. Obviously, that's why yeah. the alumni zone was there. So they will be back. It though. Will, yeah, it will be interesting to see what the turnout is. See if uh, people are still on vacation or whatnot. I guess they should be coming be back, back by now. They'll be back. If they're true Spartan fans, they definitely would be back for that game. Yeah, it's like the biggest game in like the history of Breslin Center. So I would hope they'd be there. Yeah, white out. But uh, yeah, let's get into the Nebraska game real quick uh, for our picks for this oh, yeah. game. We both actually picked a 14-point spread, and it was a 15-point <laughs> differential. So yeah. I said it last time, when, you know, when you're as good as we are, 
our picks are pretty similar, but you know, there's for good reason. Did you see? Look how close we were. Yep. I mean, the spread is really what matters. I mean, we didn't predict as high scoring as it was. That's for sure. And I got to give Nebraska a lot of credit in that game. They really fought, and Dude, uh, it could have been a thirty point blowout, but they Palmer and Watson were unstoppable. Yeah, man. Watson was hitting ridiculous shots. Yeah, has he fade away? He was Cassius and Cassius. That's what he was doing. But we didn't even need cash in this game. Why is that? Big time performance from our boy, my favorite player, Kenny Glue Goins. Said it all season long, guys. Don't doubt Glue. Don't ever doubt Glue. Is Glue asserting himself as a late entry is to Glue the MVP? Is going to play for the San Antonio Spurs? <laughs> is he a perfect fit? I don't know. I would, No, I was going to say, is he uh, a late? Big so- 10 player of the year? Yeah. Yeah, pass. Yeah. Uh, but what? no. Glue couldn't miss. He was five for five from three in the first half. I just started laughing when he hit the fifth. I was like, this is amazing. Guy deserves it. Yeah. Cueto, another big game. Career night for both of them. Yep. Career highs. 22 points, five rebounds, four assists for Matt McQuaid. 24, eight, and three for Goings. Are these guys bona fide starters now or what? No longer role players. Yeah. If we get this kind of production out of them going into the tournament, things are going to go well for us. I'd like to get Ward back. We need some more depth. Absolutely. Depth is definitely still an issue, and that was seen really well in the Indiana game because it definitely looked like we ran out of gas at the end of that one. But, yeah, this was a night. we Definitely a lot of players got some action. Aaron Henry had a baller game, too. He yeah, played very finally good. Finally showed up career high, yes. 15 points. He got a little, he's hit two threes in the last couple of games. He's maybe getting a little confidence yeah, back in we, the shot. And we need that more than anything. Absolutely. At, yeah. He had a nice little dunk there, took some nice uh, drives to the hole. Listening to the pregame show on the way up to East Lansing, interesting thing. You know how Henry shoots left-handed? Mm-hmm. When he goes to the hole, he takes it right-handed. Interesting. Because he says he does everything else with his right hand. He writes right-handed, like throws a ball right-handed. He just shoots with his left hand. But he said he prefers when he goes in for like a layup or a dunk to take the ball with his right hand. Wow. So I was paying attention to that. And when he did, he threw down that dunk right-handed. He had a couple layups, both all right-handed. Shots left. Shots left. Wow. Is he Drew Neitzel? Maybe. Shoot both hands. I like it. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at yeah, all. He was a you know Spartan legend. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we definitely needed this victory and uh, delivered. Yeah. No, it was huge. And then to see, uh, you know, to get uh, on the way home, I was just looking at the Minnesota score. Sweet, sweet victory. Yes. Set up Perfect a big time night. showdown. I'm yeah. sure even the scum fans are happy. Oh, yeah. No, everyone's happy about this. The stakes just got increasingly more intense. It's going to be the biggest game of college basketball, possibly this season, in any conference. Well, with the stakes that are on the line, I don't know what, what the ACC conference looks like, but Duke does play North Carolina, as you may know, before our game. Is that uh, also Saturday? Yeah. Wow. It's before our game on check, ESPN, ESPN doubleheader. Dude, nice. So that's a, seven, that's a 6 o'clock tip, probably. Yep. It's exactly what it is. Virginia and Carolina are tied at fifteen and two at the top of the ACC. Wow. Duke is one game behind at fourteen and three. Wow! So a lot could obviously happen. Duke needs to win, but I don't see Virginia probably losing another game. No, Virginia's looked pretty much like the real deal. They're pretty impressive. But we'll get back into them when we need to break down the bracket after yeah. it comes out, which will be soon. We're gonna have a be doing a bracket breakdown. Two episodes from now. Next week will be our Big Ten tournament episode, which may be dropping to you on Tuesday, looking like right now. Uh, And then, obviously, our 
full tournament preview breakdown, all that good stuff. Two weeks, probably from today, Wednesday. Beautiful. So very much looking forward to it. Oh, March Madness, one of the best times of the year, that's for sure. But enough about those last two games. Let's talk about the game. Doesn't get any bigger than this. Michigan versus Michigan State. Senior day. Yep. Rivalry. Championship. Championship. Number one seed on the line. It all comes down to this. Bragging rights. And we, we could be seeing a third matchup. Yeah. I mean, right now, it's... It's going to be interesting. We're, we may have different teams when we play each other in the Big Ten tournament. Charles Matthews, questionable to play for what, Michigan. What happened to him? He sprained his ankle in the Michigan-Michigan State game. Has sat oh, up. he hasn't played since then? Hasn't played oh, wow. since. Uh, Michigan. He uh, did play the rest of that game, though, I believe. He tried to play. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't think, he, I think he checked in and out, but. Okay. Uh, that would be huge if they didn't I have Matthews. I think Tom Izzo said Nick Ward is probably a one in a million chance to play Ward's not playing. on Saturday. Don't play him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's dressed just as like a distraction, something like that. But I don't. I wouldn't anticipate Ward playing. And my boy Ahern's Arns questionable as well. So yeah, Izzo had said that he's shutting down Kyle Arns until he can at least get back to like eighty, eighty-five percent. But it did look like in a video I saw he was practicing this week. So I don't know what that means. That's good. Yep. But I, I know all eyes will be focused on the most important matchup from the first game, Winston versus Simpson, round two. Yep. Can Winston win it Win it again? That's the question. Now's the time to put the team on your back, win a title. Let's go. At home, let's make up for last season's uh, loss to Syracuse in Detroit. Let's not let this happen again. We have prime opportunity. We play our game the way we played last time. Glue keeps shooting the way he's shooting. McQuaid's playing with confidence. I like our chances. I do. Yeah, I have seen some picks that have already come out for this game, and it seems like they're predominantly for Michigan State. I would say about 80 to 20 for Michigan State. Well, that's State. what people do after you win the first game. They just jump right on the bandwagon and start predicting you to win. Right. But, you know, I just I love being in the underdog role. I think Same here. I think Tom Izzo thrives on that as well. So I would rather have everyone be picking against us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's how Michigan State – both football and basketball, <laughs> they both thrive in that situation. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that, you know, adjustments that are going to be made from the first game. Tom Izzo, after he outcoached B-line. On the ball screens, yeah. are we going to sag off again? I mean, there's definitely going to be adjustments made, especially on Cassius Winston. Absolutely. Are they? Is Michigan actually going to pass the ball into Teske? Is Michigan prepared for Kith? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't He's know. with a lot of confidence. Yeah, he is. Kith just is always in the right place at the right time. Kith knows how to move without the ball very well. Yep. Does a great job of that. Are they ready for Kith? I don't know. What are your keys for the game? For me, it was kind of surprising because the last game, Michigan State, I think, had a season low in their turnover. Yeah. I think uh, we had like four or five. I then, think it was six. Okay. And that was our low, I guess, yeah. for the year, which is that's embarrassing. A good, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty good number. Yeah. I mean, we're a team because we're high paced. We average probably 10 to 15 a game. I'll take six. Well, I think that's a key. Is that what you're saying? I think that's the key for me. 100%. I and, think rebounding and defending the perimeter, both huge. Yeah, Michigan Make shot. Xavier Simpson shoot threes. Yeah. that's Michigan's not a great three-point shooting team, but you know you don't want to give them too many opportunities like we ha- did with Indiana and they ended up biting us, well, even though the percentages. Gain, they gain confidence. They're a confidence team, right? So if their three-pointers are falling, they're going to keep shooting them and, you know, 
they'll some, they'll start falling in. Got to defend the perimeter. Absolutely must offensive rebound and hold on to the ball. Obviously, all of those are the keys to the game. Yeah. Michigan did show a lot of resolve, obviously, beating uh, Maryland. In yeah, Maryland. huge win. Huge win for Michigan. That Absolutely. definitely was a confidence booster for them. And uh, Michigan's a very good team. Like, I kind of, you know, I want it in a weird way. I never root for Michigan, but the only reason I wanted them to potentially win this game to mean that much. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing: we should have already wrapped up the Big Ten. We shouldn't have lost Indiana twice or Illinois. This should be for an outright Big Ten. We should have already won the outright Big Ten title. Yeah, we shouldn't have lost either of those games to Indiana. But once again, we're not going to dwell on the past. We need to focus on Saturday. It, it's all out there. It's all on the line. Ours for the taking. Yeah, right for the picking. Breslin. You want to start? You want to start the Big Ten tournament with some confidence? Win this game. This is how you go on a run, Gary. Yeah, and with how the seeding plays out, because well, unless Purdue loses Northwestern, are we projected two or three right now as a NCAA tourney seed? Mm, I've seen the only person that I've seen projected as a three is Jerry Palm, actually. Mm. So I think we're still on the cusp of being inside uh, on the two line. This would solidify us, probably, right? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. This would definitely be a solidifying thing. And then crazy talk, maybe a chance to play for a one seed in the Big Ten tournament. You figure if we win that thing, yeah, you gotta give us you gotta give us our The problem is is we're probably gonna only play either Purdue or Michigan. We're not gonna play both of them. So if we not, win. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna have probably less chances for a high quality win. Whatever. I just want to win this game Saturday. Yeah, I mean we're that's it. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's what's crazy is no matter what, because of this game and how the seating will break out, where we'll be 100% if we win the game or lose the game. We're going to be playing, if we were to play Michigan again in the Big Ten tournament, it would be in the championship game. Yep. So we could be talking about this again next week. I wouldn't be surprised if they matched up again in the Big Ten. We might have to have a special edition episode on the weekend. Quite possibly. If it is Michigan versus Michigan Maybe State. Maybe we'll live broadcast the uh, do a live broadcast and uh, watch along with the game. That would be nice. We'll see. If you're on good behavior, we'll do that for you. But we've kind of already broken down the teams on our last episode. So yeah. we're trying to give we you the keys to the game in this one. Yep. Do you have any other keys, Clark? Yeah. I mean, I think our supporting players need to play big roles in this game. And by Aaron supporting Henry. players, I mean, I think Aaron Henry. If we can get him into double digits in this game, I think we we should probably win. Um, I mean, if Kenny plays get with the confidence he's been playing with, um, you know, I, I definitely like our chances. Um, Cueto, I mean, I, I like the way the team's playing right now, especially with little depth, but, uh, I'm feeling good. Are you ready to make some predictions here? Gary? Let's make some predictions. You want to go first or do you want yeah, me to I'll go first uh, yeah. on this one since actually I'm going to go first. No, 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 no. How about I go first? Yeah. No. Cause yours is already written down. Okay, fine. Cause then we want to see how accurate. Okay. My guess is to what you have written down okay. that I haven't seen. So the first time that we played, it was seventy-seven to seventy. Mm-hmm. I like. We both talked about seventy being that yeah, kind of seventy. Still, threshold. I still, I still think that's the threshold to beat Michigan. You have to score at least seventy points. Um, I think we are going to play a very tight game. It's going to be very tight, highly contested. Wouldn't be surprised if it's back and forth for a majority of the game. I still like us. I think we have the best player in the Big Ten. I think he's one of the best players in the nation. I think if we have him on our team and the rest of the team plays their role, I think we can win. I think I expect us to win, and I think we're going to win seventy-two to sixty-six. Very close pick to mine, but very good. I could see it going one of two ways. 
I could see it definitely being a close game, which is probably the more likely option. But I could also see a crazy scenario where we start off hot. I think the beginning of the game is going to be very crucial because getting the crowd momentum oh, yeah. and build that, especially on how of a monumental night it is for the Breslin, as Izzo said, the he, in his opinion, the biggest game in Breslin Center history. I would agree. There, I don't think you can. one comes to mind that's bigger than this. So I think if we get confidence early and the crowd gets hype early, things can really roll downhill for this team. And I think that's how we play usually. So it's I, a rivalry game. Michigan's not scared, though. No, I know they're not. They're not yeah. going to be taken down easily. They beat, and they beat us what, in East Lansing last year. I know. They've done it a couple times under Beeline. I know. I think this is a different team, though. But I agree. Especially with Cash is playing how he is. I'm still predicting a close game. I'm just saying that could happen. Oh, no, no, no. In any situation, that could have happened to us at Michigan. Yeah. When they were hitting a bunch of shots at the beginning, if we weren't answering every one, yeah. it could have gotten out you, of hand early. 100%. Exactly. But my prediction, yeah, it's going to be right around that 70 threshold again. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually Michigan State's going to be up four at halftime, and we're going to win by four. Oh, I like this. Okay. 73, Michigan State. To 69, Michigan. Nice. Nice prediction. Thank you. Thank you, Clark. So, once again, very similar picks, but uh, <laughs> I didn't know like Gary's said, pick. We don't talk about him until we talk. We do it on air. Like I said, when you're when you're as good as we are, we, we almost predict the exact spread last game for the uh, Nebraska game. So You're welcome. You know, you can only do so much. But we're going to be super pumped. We're probably going to be drinking a lot. We hope you are, too, and... Watching with your friends. I do want to make one note about the game. It is announced that Dan Dockich will be of <laughs> announcing the game. Is he just staying in East Lansing? He was there for the Nebraska game. Is he just doing an extended uh, stay? God. He's People were screaming at him. The his own alumni was yelling at him. It was oh, great. I can imagine. Yeah. I heard there was a lot of things that were being talked about. His own alumni was yelling. Did you hear about Tim Miles? <laughs> yeah. People they yelled, a guy yelled at him, Hey, you're getting fired. And Tim Miles yelled back. He was just kidding around too. He said, Oh, you think they'll hire you? You're gonna do a better job? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, hilarious. I heard that as well. Tim Miles is a good guy. Yeah. I I think maybe too nice of a guy though. Yeah. Some 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 might say like serial killer nice. Well, he where was, you're like you're like this is suspect. How are your coach? How am I supposed to well, get pumped? Nebraska was pre- was preseason. I believe predicted to finish fourth in the Big Ten. Yeah, so. they were when we played them earlier in the year. I think they were a ranked team. Yeah, losing their the one guy who was the guy that got hurt for them. Uh, nah, not important. Yeah, sucks. He got hurt. It hurt their team. Obviously, hurt their depth. They still got some players though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Not good enough to make the turn. <laughs> not going to cut it. <laughs> not going to cut it, though. Better luck next year. Okay. Well, let's with that, let's roll into the next segment, which our is segment. our new segment, the top five segment. Top five. And this week, we're actually going to roll in a, a question that Burge shot us last week. And his question is, who are the top five glue guys of the Izzo era? Mm, such a great question. Great question. Gary, do you want to start us off? I, I will. I, it's I'm up not to you. scared. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, and this is the this is the caveat. I didn't include this year's team mm. on this list. I did, so it's, okay. it's fine. We'll get you'll get a little taste of both. Okay. Yeah. If I did include this year's team, Kenny Glue would be number one on my list. So I just want to make that note. He's the definition of glue. I understand. And I'm doing honorable mention too. <laughs> That's fine. Let's hear him. And and like I, some of these, like my number one, maybe he couldn't be defined as a glue guy, but well, I'm defining you tell him as us a glue. Why he's a glue guy? Okay. Yeah. You give us your reasoning. Well, my That's all reasoning that is that. Anyone who 
is not like the main scorer. Someone that's dependent on for the team yeah. is kind of who I looked that's, at. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. But uh, my honorable mention is going to be Matt Trannon. Dude, a glue guy. what a great <laughs> Trannon! Oh man, love that pick. Yep. Who didn't love Trannon? I remember going to a football game back in the day with Salty Dog Joe V. He's going to remember this. We were we were kids. We we're just young kids. Young kids back in the day. We went down to the tunnel after the game. I remember Salt starts yelling at the team. We just won a football game. Matt Trannon, Matt Trannon throws his sweaty-ass towel up, hits young Salt right in the face. <laughs> Never seen Salt so happy in his life. Got a Trannon towel. He knows what I'm talking I hope about. he still has that towel. He probably does. It's probably in his parents' basement still. We'll wait for that confirmation. But that was a great pick, Gary. Thank you. I know. And I he moved around on my list. I wanted to put him higher, but, you know, he – I think there was, like, one season where he was, like – a decent contributor i think he got a final four run i think he was he in a final I four i can't remember yeah, probably i mean memory is most very people, spotty most four-year players have made a final four all right so. here we go let's let's keep rolling here number five aloysius anagonye my man that was the one i thought you were gonna forget you didn't i appreciate <laughs> Come on, that bro i appreciate you and respect you for that i loved al anagonye <laughs> yep he was a real deal he was uh yeah he was the definition of glue absolutely Heart of a champion. Yep. National champion. Absolutely. And uh, rolling into my number four pick, Adam Ballinger. Wow. <laughs> Ballinger. I remember when I went to Tom Izzo's basketball the camp ginger. back in the year, back in the day, you got assigned to a player's team. They coached your team. Adam Ballinger was my coach. Wow. I didn't care for him. <laughs> he didn't care for so me either. So didn't make your list, I assume. <laughs> He's not on my list. He got cut. <laughs> Uh, moving around, moving right along. Number three, Duncan Delvon Rose. Nice, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, always a great player. Still is a prominent figure on Twitter, talking shit to Michigan fans. Love so it. Still to this day, and uh, you know, obviously he had some knee issues. I believe yep. that kind of cut his career yeah, a little he was bit a big short. Time recruit coming out of high school, yeah. and he blew his knee a couple times. Yeah, yeah, that really. Uh, Stunted his ability. Still played with a lot of fire, though. No, absolutely, and that's, that's why I love him. Good guy. Yep. And uh, number two, national championship, Granger, AJ Granger. Oh man, I loved Granger. Nice yeah. pick. Thank you. He was a he was a big part of that team. Three pointer. He was great. Oh yeah, I'll never forget He's him. Like, he was he was Kenny Glue before Kenny Glue it, existed. Exactly. It was AJ Granger. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I picked him. And the number one, and this is the one that I, I could say he could or could not be a glue because he did have a prominent role on the team yeah. during his time there. But the boy T. Walt. Oh, yeah. Travis Walton. Oh, yeah. He's on my list. Yeah. He was not known for a score. He, I believe he hit some big shots in the tournament when we made our run. Dude, he was he like scored 15 points a game when we went to the Final yep. Four that year. Defensively, lockdown D. Every time he was Did on the court. everything that you asked of a him. A leader. Yep. One of the best leaders in Michigan State uh, history yep. for the Izzo era, I would say. Absolutely. Next to Mateen. So that's my list. and Mine's not the same. That's I, awesome. I like it. We got some We got some, uh, some parody here, so this I is like good. I like that. So I got a couple that are the same, but uh, I'm going to start us off at number five. Everyone's favorite point guard. Backup point guard, I should say. Tum Tum Nairn. Oh, Tum Tum. I'm going to put Tum Tum in there, man. I got to throw him out there. He's a glue guy on defense. He's a leader. Maybe not your true glue guy that, uh, you know, scored. Uh, he didn't really shoot much, but 
I think Tom Tom's a glue guy. I think he's the definition of a glue guy with his defense and his leadership. Izzo loved him. He was loved by all the players. Loved by the fans, for the most part, other than the fact that yeah. he couldn't shoot. But but Tom Tom Naren's my number five guy. Coming in at number four, Kenny Glue Goins. <laughs> number four only. Number four. Number four. Wow. See, Pretty some, guys, some, of the guys, some of the guys ahead of Kenny Glue have some prestige okay. with what they've accomplished. So I couldn't rank him higher than four. Okay. But making the top five is a pretty big deal. Okay. Especially since like Kenny said, hasn't if been I doing much. Kenny, he would have been my number one. But hey, that's fair. Recency bias. But he didn't make a number one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Recency bias. But we love Kenny Glue. Everybody knows what he does. He's Elmer's baby. He's number four. Coming in at number three, Alana Gagne. There I mean, he is. What, what else needs to be said about no, Alana Gagne? Two final fours, one national title. One of the original glues. Love Alan Agagne. One of the original of the Izzo era, for that's for sure. My number two, T. Walt. Travis Walton is my T. number Walt. two. Gary, I think, hit the nail on the head. Not much more needs to be said about Travis Walton. Hell of a player. Loved the guy. My number one, in my opinion, wow, the original glue guy for Tom Izzo. You might remember him back in the day. Sinking a corner three to beat the University of Kentucky at Rupp Arena. Not sure how he didn't make Gary's top five, because I think this guy's the original OG glue, Tim Bograkis. <laughs> Bograk. Bograk. That's true. Yeah. He, uh, I actually thought about him, but the yeah. ultimate hustle player. I mean, is Tim Bograkis not the ultimate hustle player? Yeah, he was. He was Aaron Kraft before Aaron Kraft was Aaron Kraft. That's right. Probably Aaron Kraft's favorite player of all time. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. But I'll never forget that shot he made against Kentucky. Yeah, legendary. Old, legendary, absolutely. That's my top five. Oh, I, think, I think those I think are both all had, great. I think we both had great top fives. Yep. So, if anybody wants to post their top five, you feel free to interact online, yeah, guys. You that's know? what this is about. Feel free. Burge, I want to see your top five. I'm calling <laughs> you out right now. You wanted it from us? I want yours. I want you to post it. I want to see Salts. Everybody else, post your top five. We'd love to see it. Within 24 hours. <laughs> Obviously, within 24 hours of listening to this. Let's not let's not get carried away, okay? Uh, so good. Well, with the top five, that moves us right into the mailbag. And with the mailbag, we got most of the usual suspects, as always. Very common suspects here. Let's get some new people in. Come on. So the first mailbagger on our list is old Ryan R. from Houston. Cat guy. Mr. Cat Guy, Cat Dad. Dr. Cats. And he says, since we've had more than our fair share of bad luck recently, which Spartan, which Spartan squad was slash is most impacted by injury, 2008 football or 2019 basketball? 2018 football. 2018 football. I said 2008. 2018 football. And then he wrote, I hate this question so much. Yeah, the worst question. I think, I mean... Football, whatever. The basketball team, I think, had I had really high hopes. I think definitely the basketball team, without a question. I mean, no doubt football was definitely hurt, right? I, I would say because... Because we've continued success. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, I guess I could see that point. And I, I would just s- care more about the basketball season right now. At, at recency bias. Recency bias again, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but no, I would say definitely football for me because uh, the expectations were so much higher at the beginning of the year. I would say, although we predicted maybe a Final Four for this basketball team, you know, I 
we've still delivered on that, even with the injuries. We're still playing for a Big Ten title on Saturday. Exactly. And with the football team, I think that the more there were more impact players that got injured. Like our whole wide receiver core. Right. Yeah. And best player on our team got hurt. Well, and I mean, I guess you can attribute Lewerke's downfall to injury, but... And not having any receivers to throw the ball to. Right. But even though he knew it alarmed a lot of the passes that he threw, but not no point in dwelling on football right now. But, I mean, for this question, I'm just giving Rose my honest opinion. I would say football. I'm just going with basketball because I had such high hopes for best, for the basketball team this hey, season. we can still do a lot. Losing, uh, no, absolutely. I don't disagree with you. All Everything's in front of us still. So that's why I think you're right. Uh, you got to give the nudge to football, but... I just want to say basketball just to... Uh, to be different. Be different. Okay, fine. Yeah. I just don't want to agree with Gary. I'll just say it. Okay. Okay? No problem with that. Okay, bud. Next question, Clark. We got a question. This next question is coming in from Colin C. in Tucson, Arizona. Mom. My brother from the same mother. Mm. He says... With rumors that the Lions will draft scum Rashawn Gary in the first round, can you forgive the stain of Ann Arbor if he becomes a Lion? Or would you rather see the Lions draft former Spartan Montez Sweat? Gary? Well, I'm pretty sure the draft uh, boards I've seen, I think they have Montez Sweat in the top 10. Or early early top 10. Yeah, yeah, sure. So... If he was available, I would definitely take, take Montez him. Sweat. Yeah, absolutely. And and people do re- forget he was a Spartan. Yes. No, I I he got kicked off the team. We know that. Uh, but in, re- in his first part of the question about Rashawn Gary, I mean, once you're a lion, you're a lion. You're a lion. So I, I'm not a big fan of drafting hometown players as we've seen in the past with Michigan State players, Chucky Raj, or even in uh, other sports, Mateen Cleaves of the Pistons. Gary I, ran like a four five forty though, so I'll definitely take him on our team. Exactly. Yeah, he can play D tackle, D end. He can he's versatile. Yeah, I would definitely take Rashawn Gary, especially on our team. in uh, the four three, which is what Patricia runs. I think he'd I be think a great he would fit. thrive. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I like the question. Obviously, if Sweat's available, you take him. But you can't go wrong with Rashawn Gary. Nope. Absolutely not. And you forgive the scum. Yep. Absolutely. He Ooh. didn't really win shit at Michigan, so I don't really feel that bad. So he'll probably be used to playing for the Lions. He'll, get, <laughs> he'll be right at home. Won't be that much of a change. Agreed. Ooh. Next question. Big Dog. Big Dog's back from Seabus. Says it's clear Michigan is going to be keyed on Cassius and the copious amounts of hezzies he's going to hit them with. What type of wrinkles will Izzo implement into the game plan to counteract U of M's plan to shut Winston down? Hashtag glue. Hashtag hezzy. <laughs> we appreciate you using our term hezzy. Yeah, our term that we created. Appreciate that, big dog. Yep. Gary, yeah. what do you think? I mean, that's that's going to be the one thing. Um, as Beeline said, that Winston basically destroyed their ball screen defense in the last game. And you know Michigan's going to try to counteract that. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, Izzo knows that they're going to try to do something about that. So oh yeah, I don't know specifically what they can do, but I know Izzo's got to have a wrinkle well, up I haven't sleeve. been at practice, big <laughs> dog. So I'm, I can't speak to the top secret game plan that Tom, Tom Izzo will implement. But I have to imagine... He thinks that uh, Cassius Winston might be like a secondary option, and he's going to have plays going to other people. Because Cassius is a distributor of the ball. 
There's going to be some double teaming going on, Cassius Absolutely. Winston. You have to, he has to be ready to give up the ball quickly. Put Kith in the game. He'll be wide open underneath the basket. Need Henry to have a big game. Got to have a big game. But I like that. That's going to be something to watch for. Definitely something to watch for. We appreciate you, big dog. And I, I want to kind of take this a step further because we saw in Michigan's last game, we saw, and we've seen it all season, is Xavier Simpson mm. doing the hook shot. Man, and he didn't do that at all when the first time against yeah, us. Yeah, no. Because we kept him outside. Yep. So I think that's going to be another key to the game is how we contain that. That shot's insane. i got to give the kid credit. It's absolutely mind-blowing how he hits that with consistency. On, off the high glass. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. He must practice it quite yeah, often yeah, from there. Yeah, it gets crazy. Though. I've never seen a guard do that. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I just hope uh, the tendonitis and Cassius' uh, knee doesn't affect him, especially with playing three games in a matter of a week. He'll so. have some time off, though, before this game. I mean, not four that, days. Yeah, four days, three days, really. Yeah, three and days. he did get a little bit more relief from. Uh, Lawyer played quite a few minutes on uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, so, I and I think that's why Tom did that because he said when I was listening to the pregame show on the way up, he said he was promising that within the first six minutes of the game he was going to have uh, Foster Lawyer in the game and a couple of the other freshmen, and he definitely did it. I don't expect to see the same thing against. Yeah, Michigan. there were some really strange lineups in that game against Nebraska. Yeah, we there was a lineup with Lawyer and Winston on the floor. <laughs> really weird. Yeah, so I don't think you're going to see that for the Michigan game. Though. Sorry, Billy G. Your guy's probably not going to play in the Michigan game. Come on, Billy G. Come on the show. Anytime you want to come on the pod, defend defend your boy Foster Lawyer. We'll be waiting. Next question comes from Joe V. Salty Dog in Denver. And Clark kind of touched on it, but I wanted he wants to hear a specific rating for uh, the his own alumni performance. And surprisingly, Joe V. didn't watch the game on Tuesday. He must have had a good reason. I'm he sure. is. We're talking about a man that I was driving back in the day. I'll never forget this. I was driving to New York, to upstate New York, I think to... Possibly my grandfather's funeral. And on the way, we were playing against uh, Gonzaga in Maui. That big game, Adam mm-hmm. Morrison, Maurice Ager. Yep. And I was just in, I think we were like freshmen in high school or something like that. And I called Joe V and he gave me play-by-play updates <laughs> on what was going on. So I will always respect him for that. That was awesome. <laughs> but to answer his question. Yeah, he's curious if they brought they it or brought not. It. They definitely brought it. Like I said, for a bunch of people that are probably out of their prime on a Tuesday night, Versus Nebraska, they brought it more than the Izzone would have. They were chirping at Tim Miles. They were chirping the damn coach. I don't see the Izzone doing that right now. They were definitely loving it. They got real loud. They definitely brought the noise. So, yeah, definitely, Joe V, if you haven't seen the game, I don't know why you didn't record the game and watch it after. Yeah. But that's not for me to call you out on. But I am calling you out also on. Also, got to give a shout out to my parents who were in that alumni that's zone. That's true. I was looking place. for them, couldn't find them because it was both t- in their sixties. Let oh, me tell you, cr- it was too crazy. They were going too nuts. I couldn't even see where Gary's <laughs> parents were. Both in their sixties. Yeah, no both bi- going hard. No big deal. In their sixties, <laughs> the Caspers bringing the noise. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, has the zone gone soft, Clark? That's the question. We'll see this Saturday, Gary. We will see this Saturday because if they don't bring their A game and the best performance of the season, I say we need to do a filtration process and maybe uh, we do some interviews next season before we hand out tickets to some of these jabronis. Hey, uh, head of the zone, if you're listening, let the RCR handle this process moving forward. We Just a w- suggestion. I'd be happy to. They can line up at the front of the wave. We'll let them in one by one. I'll have a series of five questions to ask each one of them. 
And if I don't like the look of them, I'm just going to send them right back out. <laughs> Plain and simple. Waff kid, you're in. Waff kid's always in. He's a lifetime <laughs> lifetime initiation. Waff kid, we love you. All right, moving on to our next question from Burge in Chigig. He says, has there been a game at the Brez with more at stake than Saturday? And his second question is, are there any scenarios where Cassius doesn't win Big Ten Player of the Year? Let's start with the first one. I don't think, I think we've touched on it. I don't think there is another game that As comes said, to mind. It's the biggest game. Yeah, absolutely. Your rivalry game, everything at stake, possible outright. There's been some big games, don't get me wrong. For sure. But, Absolutely. But not at this junction in the season, last game of the year. Although, we did, uh, a couple years ago, we were playing for a Big Ten championship against Ohio State, and we lost and had to share the Big Ten championship with Michigan. That stings. Yeah. that's Well, there will be no sharing this Saturday. That's what makes it even bigger. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, no sharing we, with Michigan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Possibly with Purdue. Yep. Probably with Purdue. Probably but with here's Purdue. the thing. I'm fine with that. Because losing to Indiana twice and Illinois and still having a shot to win the conference... Never thought I'd be saying that. That's true. But uh, second part, I don't. I would lose my mind if he didn't win Big Ten Player of the Year. I don't think. Did under you hear uh, any circumstance? Did you hear Dan Dockich? Oh no, you no, I was at the game. Oh, no, no. So, I, was, I had the pleasure. Oh I had the pleasure of only looking let at me, his stupid let me, face. Let me tell you what he said at the beginning of the podcast. Let me tell you. He said Carson Edwards and Cash Swinson are fifty-fifty to win Big Ten Player of the Year. Carson Edwards seven for thirty. Carson Edwards. Yeah, that like, that's Carson what we're Edwards. talking about. Yeah, that Carson that's Edwards. That's what he said. Fifty-fifty because Carson Edwards. Because if uh, Purdue won the Big Ten, then that means that's why he deserves to win that's Big Ten Player of the Year. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. Dumbest argument oh, I've ever God. heard. And this man played high-level Division One basketball at Indiana. He makes some good points every now and then, but that's that's just one of the worst takes I've ever heard. Cassius Winston, I think, wrapped up Big Ten Player of the Year at Michigan, and I don't think anybody would argue that. Anybody with a brain, anybody that's sensible. Well, Dan doesn't have one, but this would definitely be icing on the cake if he wins this game and performs well. Uh, he would be, he should be a finalist for National Player of the Year if he, he performs is. well. He yeah, I know he's in the semifinals for top ten, yeah, but he should be make the top four, top three uh, or four. Cut. I saw. I think ESPN had an article today about their Naismith watch, and he's. It's basically him, Marcus Howard, R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson. Yep. Yeah. And Zion might be one of the only players that has sat out this allotted games and still won it. So I think there's Evan He's a Turner. Game changer, Evan man. Turner was one of the other ones. They yeah, named. he was a beast at Ohio State, and uh, I can't remember the other person, but. But I think Cash just I, I'd be shocked if he didn't win Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah. Regardless of the outcome of Saturday's game, he should win Big Ten Player of the Year. Absolutely, and hands I think down. if you ask players and coaches around the league, they would agree. Absolutely. I agree. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the mailbag and wrap it up for this 25th episode of the Red Cedar Rundown. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Clark, do we have any sticker updates at all? Get back to me next week after the game, okay. after we win a Big Ten title. If we win the I Big Ten title, really, can really we send good. them out? We can send them out if we win the Big Ten title. Okay. Yep. Guaranteed? I'm not going to guarantee when, but I will send them out. Yeah. You'll get them. All right. Fine. Like I always say, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hope you guys are ready to get super rowdy on Saturday night at 8 p.m. We got some big announcements coming up. We're working on some stuff. Gary is working on some things. Gary's up to a devious plan. He's got some things in the works, folks. got some things in the works for this, uh, this podcast. Might have our first guest. So be prepared. We're working on it. This is going to be kind of like the stickers. We're probably going to drag you along, but... We're not going to tell you who it is <laughs> until we have it 100% confirmed and ready to go. But we're working on it. And it's it's a, it's a good name. So I think Big you'll name. like it. Yeah. Big name. So, with that, 
As always, go green, go white. <laughs>